0: Ah,
1: good afternoon, Mark. Good uh, afternoon!
0: Yes. Mr. Rodriguez,
1: how are you, sir? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you, very well. Um, this is the second time i actually recording mm-hmm. today... ...on the Curious Anarchy Podcast. Wow. So, welcome, listeners... ...and, and I was going to say viewers, but... ...we're not on video yet, but we will... Continue we should be! ...at some point. Um, for sure. Um... Today is going to be a little bit... Uh, just
0: stop podcast. you there. I, I've, been, I've been told i have uh, the face uh, for radio and the voice for tv
1: okay fantastic so let's <laughs> see uh, how today's show pans out <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 a bit for a bit of context um I'll kind of will kind of go between us mark um and sort of sure. feeling where you can um this the, the concept is based on the pandemic experience. Um, we're looking at sport reimagined. So we had numerous events such as the was it the Olympics last year?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: The World Cup. Um, Not the World
0: Cup. Uh, European Championships, I think it was
1: the one. Yes, European Championship, um, and several other other sporting. What well, Wimbledon? And uh, like, yeah, football. Um, all cancelled so what we thought we'd do is (laughs) take a flight take a trip around the world and travel to some of these venues and some some landmarks around the world and reimagine what sport would have been
0: like during a pandemic (laughs) so I'd like to welcome you today if I may to um London SW19. Mm. I've uh, I've noticed that we don't have any royal guests with us today, which is unusual in this setting. But I am joined with my fellow pod co-host Jermaine, and we are sitting, actually, as we talk to you now, at the Centre Court at Wimbledon. In fantastic view. The, the grass is looking particularly shiny today. Um, Immaculate. We're actually in 2021, but we're actually here for the delayed 2020 Wimbledon Championships.
1: <laughs> so, who is uh, on the court today? Who's playing today, Mark? That's my question. Oh, I think we've lost you there, Mark. I can't hear you if you are there. (laughs) I can see that you're still here online. You are connected. and get myself connected. Um, So some of the concept and idea behind this is that, yeah, we're going to...
0: Hello. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm sorry we got cut off. It's the problem with live broadcasts. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't come through fully. So apologies yeah, for
1: that. I really don't know what happened there. I,
0: mean, I believe I was trying to inform you about the order of play today. Um yeah. it's Monday. Yeah. Um, we were expecting uh we were expecting Nadal to start uh, proceedings at one o'clock. And as soon as that game finished on Central Court, we would be expecting Serena Williams to be playing. Um, um, as uh, you can imagine, we do rely in, in England on the weather and it's, we've had a few showers today. So right, the game has stopped for a little while. Uh, but uh, we are hoping there will be a resumption of play in a little while because the sun seems to be rising again.
1: I uh, I wonder what Sue
0: Baker is saying up in the uh, in the studio. So she was talking about her experiences of playing. Um, she remembers some mighty fine matches she played um, back in the day when she was uh, around, um, and she particularly remembers the the uh, ceremonies before the game. The you know leaving the, the changing room and walking onto the court and the like the ball people lining up to greet her as she arrived, bowing to the royal officials and preparing herself for for the match to start. Um, She was saying this year she was expecting that Serena will be severely challenged, given that the number of young, certainly uh, women that are approaching the scene now, uh, young people from all over the world who seem to be growing a, a strong foothold in the tennis world. I don't know if you can name some of those to us, Jermaine. Name some of the young uh, uh, women who are expected to challenge for the title this year. Naomi Osaka. Yeah, I wonder if you could tell us a bit about her because not everyone knows her and obviously she is very much a a, uh, this year's story if you like. So I wonder if you could give us a bit of an outline of her, just roughly, you know. She is
1: amazing. Um, I, I have to say in terms of uh, sport, there are certain people who stand out for me um, and within tennis certainly there are certain key players like everybody remembers Sam everybody remembers Agustin, Steffi Graf what's her name, Anna Kornikova yep. I mean, uh, the Williams sisters they are historical and Naomi Osaka came out and in terms of her professional career from the age of 16, 16 years old, I was wow. just in school thinking about which college I was going to go to at, at that point. Um, funnily enough, I ended up going to Cadbury College in Birmingham, um, which is a wonderful sixth 4 But um, she was ostracized from her grandparents um, because her Japanese ones, that, that is. Um, because they didn't approve of her playing tennis. Why well, not? Because of the, the cultural kind of tradition, they wanted her to go into something a bit more um, suitable for the family, honourable for the family, if you like. Tennis is, gentleness <laughs> <laughs> is kind of the thing with sport and, and entertainment. It seemed as, oh, that, that's a nice hobby or a nice pastime. You know, do something a bit more, you know, steady and stable. Um... But through her success, she's actually been able to have them come around. And so they actually embraced her now. And for me, this is one of the things that kind of stands out for me, is that she's, she's Japanese, and, and I'm not even sure where her other side of the family is from, but African descendant. Descendantry? Descendancy. Yep. Um, and i I think that it's, it's quite interesting actually seeing somebody out there in the public eye who, who deals with that. The Far East Asian um, side or heritage and then your African sort of heritage on the other side. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, there aren't many people that have that kind of mix for me. I mean, there's Tiger Woods um, but that's about it. And it's only in Miami's time that I've actually thought Wow, what kind of like things has she had to deal with? What what kind of like perceptions and ideas that people had about her? Is it the same? Simply because of racism. Racism is, is um, mind-bogglingly like
0: <laughs> mind. So I don't know if you're aware of this, Jermaine, but on on centre court we get given a bump about all the players. Mm. And I can read you from her, her, her pamphlet. Go ahead. It turns out that she, uh, her father's side is from Haiti. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And also that she, she uh, practised with her older sister, who also plays tennis, but obviously not on the same level, mm-hmm. whose the first name is Marie. Um, and according to the, uh, the rankings, the WTA rankings, she's currently ranked number two in the world. So I can tell you that. So we're expecting this week, the final to come out, unless there's a complete surprise, out of the top four, which would be Ashley Barty, Naomi Osaka, Simona Halip, or Sophia Kenine. So uh, Sophia is from America. uh, Simona is from Romania. Uh, Naomi is from Osaka, uh, from Japan, sorry. And uh, Ashley Barty is Australian. So we would expect the the final to come from any two of those four, um, and it's difficult to judge on the games that have been played so far, because virtually all the games have been very difficult to read. Who's your? I've had to push you for a pick for the final uh, this week. You know, I think the women's final is is due to be on Saturday. The the semi final would be on Thursday. So who would you? you know, just a rough guess from your knowledge of the tennis scene, uh, who would you expect to be in the final? Certainly Naomi. Yep, and uh, playing who, would you think? Um This thing. I don't really know any of these other tennis players. She's just been
1: well, one of the ones that has stood out for me because of her... Her ranking
0: reaction. is considerably below the number one seed, who is Ashley Barty. Okay. So I should imagine most of the papers would expect the, fi- the 2020 Wimbledon final for the women f- would be between those two, yeah. um, but I have reason to believe that um, Simona Haleep and Serena Williams could easily force their way into the semi if not the final. Mm-hmm. Um, given everything you've seen today so far, what's your reflections of Wimbledon today? Um
1: it's been very different this time.
0: could you like to sort of give us an outline of that a bit?
1: um yeah, sure. I mean, in terms of what we we're expecting um you know you can never really rule out the un- unexpected from occurring um we've had no, absolutely all day and uh you know it, it stopped playing we're still here in the stadium with cheers praise going on still around us Bam. I have
0: to say the, the stadium looks amazing at the moment with the when, when the light hits the, the 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 drops of rain that are settled on the centre court with its lush green surface wonderful isn't it? You know, beautiful prisms are, mm. are arising all over the, the, the centre court and I've got to say that you know we're not used to women being this quiet let's be honest usually people would be making a lot more noise by now but uh, it, there's a holy reverence in the silence that's greeting the rain on the, on the, on the shiny surface. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure to be here, I've got to say. I mean, I, you know, I, I never thought I'd find myself on the centre court today, and it's a real pleasure to be here. I um, wonder if I could push you a little bit uh, towards the men's uh, side of the game. Um, not sure what you're anticipating for that. Uh, we we obviously know who the top few players in the world are. It might surprise you who number two is, actually. Ooh. And number four. Who's that? And number four. Try me to play with the, the stats. Well, so obviously the top seed and the the world's highest ranking player is Novak Djokovic, as you would obviously imagine. Right. And the number three, uh, a name that we've just mentioned a couple of times already, today already, uh, Rafael Nadal. Um, mm-hmm. So those two we could say we would expect to see it Wimbledon every year along with the uh, number six seed Roger Federer you know those three have graced us for the past 20 years and I should imagine at least one of them will be in the final if not any two three however there are three young pretenders to the throne okay in fifth place we have Stephanus Tisibias from Greece okay Apologies to our Greek audience for my pronunciation. <laughs> I hope you're all in dark, see? Uh, anyway, uh, number four, uh, we have Dominic Thiem, T-H-I-E-M. He's uh, an, an Austrian player. Uh, he's coming up quite close to in the world rankings. Ooh. But at uh, number two, and a player who's really going to throw a cat amongst the pigeons, especially on the centre court, is uh, Daniel Medlevev, who is rapidly becoming the the chief threat to Djokovic. Wow. Uh, I think it's been a long time since you would have seen a Serb and a Russian at the top two rankings of the Wimbledon and the world rankings of of, of tennis today. Any thoughts about that, Jermaine? Very strange, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, uh, we've got two from Eastern Europe in the men's top two rankings and in the Women's, we've got two from Austro-Asia. We've got uh, Japan and Australia, the top two. It's really uh, changed the shape and the nature of uh, tennis in the world today. In two thousand and twenty, mm. um, it's going to be very interesting uh, finish to the week. Really, I. I I, I, I know you're aware, Jermaine, that at the end of the tournament, the, the winner of the men's tournament is expected to dance with the winner of the f- women's tournament. And, uh, God, I'm guessing from you some prediction about who that might be. Who might be dancing together at the ball, having secured victories, the men and the women's? Who, who would you, you know, I, I know it's just a, a guess, I guess, but uh, I wonder who you might... Would be doing that. Um, well, I think that the uh,
1: the bookies' favourite, uh, uh, William Hill's, is. Uh, <clears> throat> throat> throat>
0: Just stop you there. If there are young people listening, we don't encourage or endorse the behaviour of, of sort of anything to do with gambling or betting. And uh, if it becomes a problem, please seek help. Thank you very much, there, Mark. Um,
1: so yeah, so we're looking at. Uh, Possibly Djokovic and Osaka uh, and Bartley is it Barta? Was
0: it Ashley? Bart, Barty, yeah. Bart- Bart- but Bart- you're talking. We, we need to pick one from each. So Barty, yeah. Bart- so Barty Bart- and Osaka are first and second there. Yeah. And in the men's it would be Djokovic and Medvedev. Men- Medvedev. Medvedev. That's the one. Yeah. However, I mean, you know, as you know, Wimbledon is quite capable that anyone in the could easily get to a final and, and even win it. Women, the women's history has been a number of surprise seeds winning it over the past 10 years. Mm. Um, people we hadn't heard before and who suddenly become the Wimbledon champion. Given what we've seen so far over the past couple of weeks, mm. what would your prediction be then? Prediction for uh, the male and female winners of the tournament? Uh, Djokovic and Osaka. That's a very big shout. Yeah. Very
1: big shout. Absolutely. I have absolutely no doubt that, that Osaka has has come a long way. Um, She's gathered such a prowess. Um, She's a phenomenal athlete. Phenomenal uh, sense of humour. <laughs> As we saw when she <laughs> won her last award um, where she forgot like to thank all, like her opponent even. But just in the moment <laughs> she was just so overwhelmed. Um and it'd be brilliant to see that happen again <laughs> today. Just to show that human side. Um and also for Djokovic, legend, A legendary player. He's going down with the Agassiz and the Santoses and the uh McEnroy, you know. Um but yeah, those two are surely my my favourite.
0: Well, I think I'll have to go against you for this. I don't know why, but I think I'll have to. Sure. I, I, I fancy on this surface, the way the rain's hitting it and everything, I'm, I'm going to have a little cheeky little uh, prediction on Rafael Nadal for the men. And I've got a sense that it's about time Barty, who is the world number one, actually won an open tournament. I, I, I fancy Barty uh, to be dancing with Nadal At the ball. Wonderful. Okay. Now, I can't speak for you, Jermaine, but it's my first time to the Centre Court at Wimbledon. Mine too. Mine too. Okay. So I've been very impressed with the service. Yeah. And I'm not talking about on the court. I'm talking about around the court. Um, You know, it's a shame we've not been joined by the celebrities we were expecting. Mm. Um, In fact, I mean, truth be told, it's only me and you that's actually here. But the service has been phenomenal. I mean, we've not been interrupted, we've been treated with reverence, to the point we've hardly ever seen anyone. Um, And it's got to be said that, uh, you know, it's a first-class outfit, this Wimbledon. Um, I think if people out there haven't been, I'd strongly recommend you come and see it. It's quite a sight. and uh, you know, Jermaine. I mean, I know you're certainly from South London. I'm from North London, but I've got to say, this does a very good uh, ambassadorial job for uh, South West London.
1: Almost well, most, most oh? certainly. You know, it's uh, yeah. is a uh, a world-renowned court. You know, if you you come to yes. Wimbledon, you want to win Wimbledon. Think about the the history of Wimbledon, all of the players who've come through here. You know, this this is a, a an arena
0: court. A, a stage for worldwide success. I mean I've got to say that the, the history is sensational at Wimbledon and the backdrop the of <laughs> well I was to say the backdrop but you can say the backdrop of, of people that have won at Wimbledon is phenomenal um, I believe that uh, there's a long tradition that, that, that you know, you can see why people personally can see winning winning for the first time. And I have to say that uh, it, it, was a, it would be a real shame if this event was to not take place um, because of the virus. But luckily we're here even when no one else is here. So we can at least say that to some degree this game has taken place. And uh, as you said, rightly so, the bar, I mean, you know, Joking aside, it's it's littered with alcoholic beverages and uh, long. Well, I hope it would carry on being so.
1: Well, um, thank you for for joining me today at this uh, this wonderful stage set in the uh, in the wake of the pandemic of 2020. And um, it's a shame we didn't get to see any play.
0: Well the other shame is uh, I'm looking now at Hemman Hill or is it called Murray Mount now and um the quietest I've ever seen it to be fair um, it now looks like a hill rather than a, a throng of people cheering for the part progression of English players so um, it's a real uh, it's a real strange atmosphere I've got to say it's more like a, a tour of Glastonbury without the, without the Glastonbury Festival very strange, but but also very very exciting. And Jermaine, I've got to say thank you because uh, couldn't have picked a better co-host to be at the the famous green lawns with. And uh, let's hope that next year the uh, the tournament carries on. Thank you very much, Mr. Willi- Mr. Uh, Rodriguez. Thank you. <laughs> thank
1: you very much, Mark. Much appreciated. That is Cheer- the, uh- Curious Anarchy podcast: the new series, an episode where we, myself Mark, and uh, myself Jermaine, uh, tour the world, reimagining sport during the pandemic.
0: Yeah,
1: I think that's uh, an interesting one.
0: Tune um, in next time for the next event that you're going to participate in, even if it doesn't take place. Wait, wait, wait. So let's kind of talk about.
1: What this is actually about, like the idea behind it. Okay, yeah. far away. <laughs> so, like we have our conversations about you know different sports and and what it would look like during the pandemic. I wanted to kind of unleash. Would that be the thing or reveal um, the idea? Yeah, behind yeah. It. So we talk. This is this is essentially a, a pitch or a, a mock pitch, if you like. To any producers, any um, TV crews, any anyone in, in production video, where you'd be interested in a, in a quirky comedy stroke, <laughs> sort of satire, satirical take on uh, <laughs> on sport actually taking place during a uh, a, a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic that impacted so many people across the world um mark anything to kind of add to that well
0: I, I want to say this i think um we wanted life to remain as much as normal as as we could encourage it to be and just because they pulled things off didn't mean that we didn't have to acknowledge and um, give some kind of reverence to them so um the world should carry on as normal, even if we're not doing the things that we know we can do. So we just thought we'd carry this on. and we, we, Our ideal would have been to send live broadcasts back from these places to you, with us just standing on the court by ourselves. That would have been the ideal. Um, unfortunately, as you know, we couldn't do that. Um, but we're still going to carry on with our stated aim of attending these events and relaying them to you
1: Mm. so what I'm going to do is I'm going to save this and title it and then I'm going to somehow see if I can export the audio and then send this off to TV people um, yeah, and see what they say. See what what kind of ideas we can we can get together. I think that if we've got the right team working with us, we'd be able to completely envelope this into a whole sketch or series of sketches. Um, and it'd be quite exciting to see the ideas that come back in relation to this, into how they could take it forward, into how they could open it out.
0: I'm pretty keen to see that. What do you think, Mark? We hope, we hope everyone listening is as well. Mm. It would be nice that people would be feeling that. They would like to do that as well. That would be kind of cool. So, yeah, let's go for it.
1: Awesome. Let's go this for it. the uh, Curious Anarchy podcast. Um, what are we calling this one? Sports Reimagined. That's
0: the one. Yes, that's what we're calling it. And Sport. we're doing it from a distance socially distanced of course socially distanced we're doing virtual sports Um, let's call it the sports you didn't see this year Um, you seeing them but from a distance something like that awesome Mark thank you very much it's been uh, been a real pleasure I can't wait to attend an event with you this week again (laughs) take care you too thanks buddy